Hello and welcome to our brand new podcast all about witching in the 21st century. Um, I am one of your hosts, Wales, of the Friendly Green Witch. And I'm the other host, Jodie, of Mother Serpentine's Harrow. And together we're the Bell Witch Witches of Leeds. <laughs> um, and I wanted to create a podcast because I want to do sort of like a, a chatty easygoing, frank, honest conversation between two very different witches and good friends about being a witch, trying to fit around family life, doing things with the kids, um, being a professional witch and all that jazz. And Jodie, you're a professional witch, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And um, I think one of the sort of motivations behind us starting this is the sofa conversations that we have through through the week together and you know we'll often sort of talk about parenting campaign witchcraft tarot together so it just seems like a good way of sharing those insights that we also enjoy together i'm always going yeah. around to an house and sitting on the sofa and drinking a tea and a coffee and <laughs> whinging <Yeah. laughs> about it yeah so, and the stuff that comes up is yeah there's a lot. There's a lot. There's enough, definitely enough for a podcast series, I think. Yeah. So do you want to tell yeah. a little bit about like what you do then, what kind of witch you are? Yeah, yeah. So I'm Jodie again and I'm a, I'm a Gardnerian Wiccan in training. I've been doing um, my first degree studies for a long time now. Um, and um, I'm quite, I would say that I'm um, a practitioner above anything else. I'm very much into finding out all the info, but practicing everything. You know, some witches know all the info. I'm the doer, um, which can bring chaotic results, obviously. Um, But I'm also a tarot reader, professional tarot reader within Leeds and um, I am literally obsessed <laughs> with it. Um, I mean, you, go, you go out there and you meet people and you read and you do lots of different events and you're just so busy. I don't know another reader that does it in that way so I know there's a lot of professional readers but they tend to be authors or work in bookshops or coffee shops as well where for me I just do events like I'm just out reading for people which is you know again like I like to be out doing stuff and it's the same with with my craft I like to practice it I do like studying as well I'm quite if I find say ritual I want to go back to the source and find out where every element of that came from um like a witchy spell <laughs> yeah 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 so I'm very yeah. into like meditation and healing work and um, love Crowley and um, but more than anything just love nature and exploring my own psyche and my own connection with deity but also with myself and you what fling, about you I'm gonna say you like to fling bones around as well which I quite like oh yeah fling the bones around and I think I'm a very different type of witch to you because I'm, I'm very much a solitary witch and I I do a lot of sort of rent a coven type stuff so I do a lot of moon circles and 
pay to join a column for a ritual on, on a Sabbath. Um, but I'm very much about tarot card reading for me and all to work for me. And, and that's enough at the moment because kids are needy and they don't have much time around bringing me two little bozos up. <laughs> yeah. And that's like one of the things, isn't it? It's like we were on about this last week, weren't we? It's like how difficult it is to feel like you're being a good enough witch and a good enough mother at the same time. Um, because, you know, there are bats every month and sabbats pretty much, you know, like eight times a year if you celebrate <laughs> the bare minimum. Um, Such party yeah. animals, pagans pay, pay like proper party animals. <laughs> yeah but when, it can be a lot right? like when you want to add in like sort of daily rituals or you know remember even like remembering to put a jar out when there's a thunderstorm like if you've got a kid that's scared of the thunder then you know you've good. got to prioritize haven't you yeah you have yeah and um i have all my stuff's in the bedroom so like my sacred place is the bedroom and the kids know not to touch my altar but every so often there'll be just like a dinosaur rock up on it. <laughs> and they'll be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't have a sacred place. My house is just a shit to live in. It's just free room. My altar is more of a shrine. Um, I do have witchy bits throughout the house and like little shrines. Like, so like, say like, I don't know if you ever noticed, like in the kitchen cupboards, like when you open my cupboards, I have like... Um, posters of like the elementals and um I don't rope through like your cupboards Jordan <laughs> it's in my tea cupboard you've really I... been in my tea cupboard before. oh that's true yeah I've definitely been in your tea cupboard <laughs> yeah yeah but I think sometimes like if you if you can't have the perfect altar or what have you um then yeah just having like little bits and bats around your house so that you're reminding yourself of your intention and your lifestyle throughout the day is nice yeah i think people think if you don't do magic every day or every week or even every month are you even a witch if you don't do tarot or magic every month <laughs> the answer is yes of course you are it's just you've got other things going on and that's okay because it's designed to go slot in our life whenever it can make us happy yeah because there's different kinds of witches aren't there as well like there are people that, because for me, I do see it as like, um, I like practicing, but it's also about my belief system of how the universe works. Um, and I think for some people that don't practice anything at all, but they have that belief system in, you know, how the world and how deity operate and exist. And then obviously you have people that want to use that <laughs> and yeah the bell witch project um was the love child of of us and our chosen family really um we um began as parents sort of collecting <laughs> bell tents between us i think you got a bell tent and then i got one and then emma got one um, other emma um and we began going camping together around different witchy camps and festivals um, just really seeking that community. Um, but because we were going camping in our bell tents, 
we decided to call ourselves the Bell Witch Project. Because they do look really good together, don't they? Like a little village of bell tents. I mean, mine's quite tidgy. It's only a three metre basic one, but we're all squished in there and it's nice and warm. (laughs) Yeah, that's just like our summers though, isn't it? It's like going around all the different camps. And I think it's been really, really lovely doing that because it's something that, that anybody can do with children um and you know the children love it they're like just being completely wild and free um digging for worms in the dirt yeah yeah <laughs> did that for ages didn't they they did oh it was gross my youngest Clem is just <laughs> such she's such a grubby kid she loves getting right there yeah. and, and bringing home fairy portions of sludge <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, but it means that we get time to do things that feel sacred and special for us while also having family time. So it's that perfect combination of magic and parenthood, isn't it? It's like you feel like you're doing it all <laughs> to the to the next level when you're at camp, don't you? Because the kids are wild, free and happy and having quality time. And we're like walking labyrinths and dancing around fires and doing spells and rituals and... Yes. enjoying sacred monuments and yeah lovely community yeah and the kids all the kids tend to hang out and be feral together so that's yeah that's nice and I can walk around with boobs out <laughs> I really like doing the um like witchy crafts that we do as well like um at one of the camps that, that we actually run um which is a private one um we made like witches ladders this year do you remember and we were like spinning the wool ourselves so like all the children got to spin no, their own yeah. wool and we, they went on like a foraging walk to find things to tie into their witches ladders and um they made those um those charms didn't they out of elder tree was it elder or elder i always forget elder yeah yeah it was good it's good memories we had we had a good summer last last year and we just can't wait for this summer to come this camping season yeah. counting down the days <laughs> yeah like come on hot sabbaths get here let's party the first one will be cold i know yeah the first one is one that um so it's in may it's a Beltane celebration and i've camped there in may before and um i'm bald so my head was freezing <laughs> um there's nothing like the brisk brisk outdoor air on you know like 3am on a bald head honestly <laughs> even around a millimeter a, of hair makes a, a difference around a fire <laughs> a roaring fire you just just got cold patches everywhere oh my god yeah people yeah. come out with beating the drums and dancing around and oh it's electric i love it and it's the green man and uh, dressing as Krampus and all sorts, yeah. It is yeah. bizarre. It is, it's bizarre. And, oh, I love it. My kind of people. I remember making yeah. this giant cock out of out of hair and straw. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Setting we'll, we'll, it we'll on fire. <laughs> yeah. So at one of the festivals, you make, um, it's a statue of John Barleycorn. It's an effigy to get burned um, in... In July, so in honour of the summer, and John Barleycorn was about 10, 11, 12 feet high. Yeah, massive. Yeah. Um, the Willy Maidens, the Willy is meant to be as 
big as um it's only meant to be as tall as the shortest woman making it um it was massive but it was about 16 foot and it was sending hot rocks off that was sending <laughs> on fire yeah. like hot balls of sperm into the sky yeah. falling it on the surprise tent up, didn't it? i know yeah it was, it was, yeah his tent was just completely gone yeah a little bit yeah. scary a little it's bit fun it set um set my my earth's hair on fire actually to that she was dancing around the fire and uh, a hot rock landed on her hair. <laughs> Luckily, her friend had enough sense to pat it out for her. Well, massive though, wasn't it? The fire, it was absolutely huge. The fire or the willy? Like the whole thing, like the fire. I remember yeah. sort of doing the dance around it and it being so hot and being like, "Fuck, I'm gonna get burnt here. Gotta come back a bit." Yeah, yeah. I loved the uh, fire labyrinth that they had at that one. And I could walk mm. around naked and nobody cared. Yeah. But running around in the rain, so good in the morning. Yeah. It was definitely the highlight of last year. That's funny, isn't it? So, like, you're, like, just the ultimate festival nudist and I'm just so conservative. I'm there in, like, three jumpers and a poncho just trying to stay warm. <laughs> and then there's you, like... <laughs> The monkey lady element, like just stack naked in the rain. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Every so often, my littlest hand would just like <laughs> come up and like cut my boob. Oh yeah. my god, mummy's boobs are out. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it was the best. You make me feel like a prude. <laughs> nah, come on now. Who's I just that? think like. Sky clad. You always think you're approved, but then like actually like once you once you've been in a tent, I think I think this is some of the festivals that we go to are like obviously clothing optional. And um one of the things that I always say, because my family are always a bit like, that's quite strange, Jodie. They're a bit sort of put off by it and they're a bit concerned um that we're there, but we always say, No, the stance there is, you know, that when you see a monkey it's naked. Um <laughs> And that nudity is natural and freeing and, you know, not not inherently sexual. And I did, I remember at first sort of walking in and people being naked and being a bit like, oh, God. But then you, um, you know, you go in like a shop and there's like a shopkeeper wearing nothing but a fanny pack. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, this is happening. It's <laughs> great. And then you love it. it. Yeah. So yeah. good. So freeing. Brilliant. Brilliant. I wish that were me. It's very liberating. Um, it could be. I like to stay dressed. I like to just stay dressed. You like to just yeah. stay dressed. Maybe this year. Just start slowly, like lose one every so often. <laughs> lose an item of clothing. <laughs> In like 10 years, I'll be. <laughs> yeah. The most slowest game of strip poker in the world. <laughs> uh, I was thinking like... Um, a lot of the witchy festivals, people do seem like um, they seem like the lap in the like the, and I always think they kind of look like um, you know, in like video games when you get like a non-player character, and it's yeah. always like someone to like sell you a potion or something. The people that you see at witchy festivals all look like they're about to sell you some sort of potion or send you on a quest or <laughs> send you yeah. on a quest. They do, don't they? Though? They look like an off yeah, character yeah, that's going to send you on a quest. Yeah. I think of, um, you know, that one from 90s. What was it? 
that game where they put a helmet on with the horns. Was it? Nightmare, was it? Horns. Do you remember Nightmare? And it was no. like a virtual reality game where you used to walk around. You couldn't see anything because you had this big helmet on. The teammates would have to tell you where to go. You'd end up dropping down a hole, <laughs> pretend hole in the floor, do you know, that were just like yeah. computerised yeah, life. Because I remember like Tekken and playing Space Invaders and um, Sonic and that's like it. Sonic? <laughs> yes. Sonic? How, is, Sonic how is Sonic coming into a witch podcast? <laughs> Just <Hell>? saying, 1990s, <laughs> yeah. That's what I remember. In fact, from the 2000s, I remember getting a, a game of, do you remember the Cottingly Fairies? No. This is like, I was obsessed with fairies when I was little. There were these two girls, really, really local to us, just in Cottingly Beck, and they did. It was it was proven to be a hoax eventually, um, but they managed to um, just stun the world with these photos. Oh, I know of, the story. Yeah, yeah, but it turned out that one of the girls had actually drawn them like props, and you know the photography. So it was essentially like the eighteen or nineteen hundreds version of Photoshop. But there was a computer game. It was literally on like um on a disc um in the two thousands of that, and I used to play that all the time. And it had like Houdini and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and like all these like Random. yeah. So just debunk fairies <laughs> right there. It was such a good game. <laughs> yeah, I was obsessed with fairies when I was little. Not, are you into fairies now? Or? Uh, yeah, I love fairies. I absolutely love them. There's just something about... It's one of those things where no matter how irrational it is, I wholeheartedly believe in it. So there are things that like I sort of use but I question, you know, like um, astrology or acupuncture or homeopathy. I'm kind of like, mm. like I know about it. But I don't fully trust it. Like, don't fully believe in it. I'm just open minded, and then use, use, use it. Uh, if that makes sense. Where with with fairies, I'm like, no, they are absolutely real, and I believe in them as much as I believe in people. Wow, I don't think I knew yeah. that. Do you do fairy magic and all that? No, no, I just sort of leave them to their own devices. Apparently, they can be quite. Um, dangerous if you choose to work with them so I just sort of oh. leave them be I did have a lady message me actually in my line of work because obviously I do tarot um, and people know that I do witchcraft people ask me for advice with a lot of random things and I had a lady who began leaving honey out for the fairies in her garden then when it began raining and I think she just didn't want to get her nice dish wet <laughs> brought the honey into the porch and she um, felt that she'd accidentally invited the fairies into the yeah. house and had a fairy infestation, essentially. And she was like, everything's going missing. I can't live like this anymore. What can I do? How can I get them out? And I was completely and utterly stumped. I mean, how do you yeah. get fairies out your house? No idea. I have Must no be, idea yeah. either. It must be quite a hard thing to do without yeah. pissing them off even more. It was yeah. already pissed off. Well, she'd invited them in, hadn't she, as well? So I guess it's um, quite risky business. Yeah. yeah. I had to wait. The old washing machine was still plumbed in. Eartha's brownies badge went missing. When we plumbed the new washing machine in after weeks, opened the drum. So the brownies badge had come in the house 
after this washing machine had been brought in and like with the drum pushed against the wall. And when we plumbed it in, it had the brownies badge in the drum of the new washer and there's just no way it could have put in there. I mean, they're meant to be watertight. Yeah. So we were like, eh. I think you said it could have been like a glitch in the matrix. Glitch but in the matrix. The irony of her going to brownies and brownies liking stealing stuff was not lost on me. Bonkers. Just how? Yeah. How? That is, yeah, like it was literally like the drum was pushed up against the radiator. So, like, there's no way that it could have got in there. So, maybe it was the brownies, maybe it was a glitch in the matrix. Bit yeah. of both. <laughs> <laughs> a glitch in the brownies. Glitch in the brownies. <laughs> could, a be brownie a, in the could be a really interesting uh, film, that, couldn't it? <laughs> Brownie matrix. What is. What is the thing that you don't care how ridiculous it is, you won't stop believing in it? Oh, that's a, that's a that's a good question, isn't it? You know something that, like, no matter how many articles say this thing is absolutely not real, you're just like, I still believe in it anyway. I think the mandala theory is a bit like that, isn't it? The what? You know the the oh, the, the Mandela, oh, the, theory, Mandela yeah. the Mandela theory, yeah, Mandela theory. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the scientists are like, "Oh no, it's just the human condition of the mind," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. but why? Why is it so many of the same memory though? But why? Yeah, some of it I do, I do get. Yeah, that's just that's just like it should be this, and it's not because if it were this, it'd be so good." Then other ones, it's just like, no, it definitely was like that. Definitely was. Yeah. In fact, I discovered it recently and I'm just so interested in it. Do you want to tell people what it is? So what it's like, yeah, sure. So it's like um, a common memory from the past that everybody has, but that's never been. Um, a really good one is the uh, Fruit of the Loom logo. So when you think of that logo, what do you see? The basket of the fruit in it, like the, the horn shaped basket. Yeah, well, there's a horn, I forget what it's called. It's um, it's a witchy thing, isn't it? But all it is is just fruit. Like there's no there's no plate and there's no basket. It's just fruit. <laughs> or Pikachu having a black tail. That one, like I remember Pikachu having a black tail. Yeah, and he never has. But I mean, I never got, I was never into Pikachu, so, so I don't really gel with that one. But like Britney Spears with a microphone, you know, the red suit and a microphone. She never had. That was definitely, a that's I know. so weird. It is because when you do fancy dress with Britney Spears, she's always got a red suit and a black microphone. And they sell yeah. these costumes and she's in the video. There's no microphone. I yeah, swear to God, there used it. to be. But it's, I mean, the theory is with that big um, scientific, what to call it, that smashes atoms together has moved as ever so slightly onto another timeline where the history is a little bit different um, and I love thing that, that smashes, thing that smashes the atoms together yeah you know like there's a right big a machine that is like a big um I don't know what you can I'm, I'm not a scientist but it's like in Switzerland or something and they were trying to recreate a big bang so they smashed these atoms together and everybody's like shit and it was it was like 2015 or something and I think that's when it started this phenomenon. 
There's, I think when you look into it, there's loads. Be but uh, I've just had a warning that my thing's going to go off. The recording. Uh, should we say goodbye then? Yeah, we can do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how did you like? Did you like it? Was it all right? Yeah, it seems like it's been nice. We'll have to hear yeah. once it's yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I mean, we'll try and get people in to talk about different aspects of witching to keep yeah. it entertaining. Um. And shared crafts and things that you can do at home yourself or with your kids. Um, tools that you may need or may not need or just want because they're dead pretty uh, common yeah. witch problems and. Just as life progresses, we'll probably just whinge about it. <laughs> yeah. We could let people submit questions for us to answer in the next episode if they want to. Oh, yeah. You can find us on um, on Instagram. I'm the Friendly Green Witch and your mother's Serpentine on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, you know, feel free to slide into our DMs and ask us any questions and we'll put it in the podcast. We're brand new to this. We're not We're not professionals on the whole podcast thing. So if it sounds shy, I'm sorry, but we will get better. <laughs> Thank you for this, Jodie. Thank you. And, and I shall look forward to hearing it when I've made a dog's bollocks of it, putting it together. 